Welcome to the American Roadrunner Podcast. Yeah, I spent the day in jail <laughs> and I have a moto officer sitting in front of me. It may be an exciting podcast. This is your co-host Bob Marshall. And I'm Brian Phillipson. Glad y'all could join us here today. Here we share stories from the road on our two-wheeled motorcycle machines. All tales of spills, thrills, and chills. All the good, bad, and ugly stories from the open road. Everything we do here is built around the book American Roadrunner by Bob Marshall. You can find it on Amazon in paperback and digital ebook download. Follow us and see all the shenanigans we get into when we're not on the mic at our website, AmericanRoadRunnerTheBook.com. And you can find this podcast on American Roadrunner the Podcast on any of your favorite podcast platforms, whether it be iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean. Uh, if you listen to our podcast on Spotify, you can also find the American Roadrunner Songs from the Road playlist. Those are some of the best songs for writing as featured in the book American Roadrunner. Now, check it out. Share American Roadrunner, the podcast, on all social media, whether it be Facebook, Instagram. Let us know if you love it, hate it. Just make sure you share it and subscribe. And you know what? Let us know how you really feel about the podcast and the book and all that. Cheers or jeers, how we're doing, or just say hi. Email us at AmericanRoadRunnerTheBook at gmail.com. Take it away, Bob. Let us not forget our sponsors. One Mr. Jake with the Flying Dutchman Company. Check him out on Instagram, the Flying Dutchman Co. All one word. Ride 1K in a day. One Mr. Curtis Morgan. Check him out. Ride 1K in a day. And the talents of the artist, Mr. Bow Monster. Check him out as well. Our intro music is brought to you by Meek. Song Here We Are from the album Red Sprite Lightning. Today we're pretty darn excited. I'm not going to lie. The moto officer sitting in front of us may be related to one of us, but we're going to get to that in a bit. So, we're welcoming Rory. Hi. Hey. How's it going, Bob? Good. Good, good. Thanks for being here. Glad, Thank you very uh, much. Glad you could make it. Nobody got any tickets yet while being here? No, not yet. <laughs> I, I think he left his uh, ticket book in the car. Well, we'll, we'll tell that Rory's retired. He was kind enough to stop by and spend some time with us. You can imagine we got a list of questions, and we're excited to hear some of your stories, sir. All right. Thank you. Yeah, so uh, yes, Rory, I'll go ahead and get it out there right now to our listeners. Rory is my father-in-law. I married his daughter, Miss Tracy. She is our sound engineer. Um, I'm still waiting on that dairy. Haven't seen it yet. So uh, <laughs> Probably it'd be a pile of KZ-1000s. I was old looking for chops. a goat. That's all you, know? you get. I was going to go old school, like, you know, in India or Pakistan. Just give me a goat. I'll be fine. You don't need to give me any uh, property or anything, not like medieval times. <laughs> this entire podcast is going to be based around the KZ-1000 Kawasaki Cop Moto unit. Rory, let's start at the beginning. All right. How much do the boots cost? Because <laughs> some people might be excited to get into said services. Well, when I was uh, selected for uh, as a motor officer, they said they had to kill an entire cow for my particular boots. Yeah, because <laughs> it was so big. But as far as cost wise, I don't honestly know what that is. But they said it was very expensive. Yeah, <laughs> I can imagine. Did you just have one boots for the several years you were in motor service? Or? Yes, sir. What he's saying is that. He's got big feet. How tall are you, Rory? I'm 6'2". Six 6'2". Two. Six two. A little intimidating. Very intimidating presence when he gets off the motorcycle. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to add, too, I spent the day in jail because I might work downtown <laughs> around a jail. So just in case anybody was worried or concerned, I'm currently not in jail. I still am exercising my freedoms as an American citizen. Bob, so. you ruined it. I was oh, telling everybody yeah. to post bail, send checks to me. Nice. I was making nice. some money on the side with your little uh, you know, jail thing. That'd be hard being thrown in jail for me because it'd be like being at work. They'd all pick on you. <laughs> yeah, they'd really. Boy, the deputies would really have a lot of fun with that. Well, that's one. why you dug that secret tunnel underneath the prison so that if you ever do get thrown in there. You I do have all the keys. Yes. Yeah. I'd probably make sure I didn't have any on me. The thing that's crazy is Bob swallows a prison key every day and oh, then passes it so that if this he does ridiculous. get locked in there, he can just, you know, like. This is ridiculous. It's a, a Houdini kind of thing. No, that, that does not happen. I'm just not that talented. Uh, Rory served for us on Pomona's PD 27 and a half years. How many years were you as a motor officer? Four years. And that was back in? 1988 to 1992. 
All on the KZ1000s. <laughs> Rory and I has a lot in common. You love that KZ1000, which I would never know what it was if you didn't tell me. I keep on thinking, is is he talking about, like, a, I don't know, a lawnmower or something? KZ1000. No, we're talking about one of the most sophisticated motorcycles ever put on the market. And I'll tell you why. You can blow up half the engine, and the darn thing will still get you most of the way across country. Don't ask me how I know that, but this is why I'm a fan. There's four cylinders. Just in case one or two, or in my case, two and a half, mm. happen to give out, you still got one to push It's everything. like the B-17 bomber of motorcycles, huh? Exactly. Cool. You got extras. So that's the fun part. What's the fastest you've ever gotten to go on a KZ-1000? I would probably say about 90 miles an hour plus. I lost track after a while, after the bike started shaking violently, <laughs> after chasing a, after a violator. Right. Yeah. right. But, uh, Did you catch him? Yes, I did. Or yes, sorry, did. did you catch the person? I can't say him. Oh, just assuming the violator. <laughs> well, the violator. Yes. Yeah, because it doesn't matter how fast anyone goes. You cannot outrun the KZ one thousand. Well, I was thinking a radio, but oh, KZ one thousand works. Hey, you know what? <laughs> you just great. got us a new sponsor. Oh. Thank you very much. Right, right. <laughs> well. A lot of it, I think, had to do with the bulletproof tires they were using. Yes. Really? They got bu- bulletproof tires? Too? Yeah, they were real heavy. Whoa. Well, they're really just a few pounds heavier. But I didn't know that. That was just so that it prevents major injuries in the case that if it ever had a blowout, that, that you were able to come to a you know, nice, yeah. safe. Speaking of any injuries, you ever sp- take a spill on the uh, KZ-1000? Most of my spills, I would say 99% of it was done in the motor school. <laughs> nice. Motor school. Nice. In real life, uh, thank God, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, when was your first time taking a spill uh, after after learning how to ride? Well, I'm sorry that you had told you that story. but uh, <laughs> Ah, yes, the story. <laughs> I had just completed uh, motor school in the city of San Diego. And I was assigned to a training officer, and at the time, I was working White Avenue between Arrow and McKinley in yeah. the city of Pomona at, by the, the L.A. County Fairgrounds. And we were monitoring southbound traffic for speed violators. And, and at the time, my training officer said, listen, some of these cars are going to be coming down mighty fast, so do what you need to do to go after them. If you feel, uh, feel that uh, you won't be able to catch them. Just kind of slowly pull to the side, and I'll go after them and pull them over. So I'm sitting there, go okay. I got that, you know, safety net behind me. So I see this car coming southbound, 64 and a 35 mile an hour speed. Right, zone. right. Pretty. So common. I light them up. So I'm turning on the south white. I'm trying to accelerate to catch up to them. I notice the speed is going by real fast in order for me to catch up to them. Yeah. So we're slowly passing McKinley passing Preciado or approaching the westbound IS-10 on-ramp. I'm thinking now panicked. So I'm slowly pulling to the side, and this, my training officer pulls past me, and then he ends up pulling the uh, violator over. But now I'm panicky. I'm trying to stop. And so unknown to me, I lock up the brakes. I slowly hit the cement block wall that yeah. surrounds the uh, 10 freeway, and my bike slowly comes over to the side, and I'm straddling the motorcycle like this. Darn it. Right. <laughs> I can't the believe I just side. did this. Right. But in the meantime, announced to me, my training officer had stopped the violator, and the violator happened here at the crash. So he looks over behind, and he goes, hey, officer, uh, your partner just crashed into the wall. <laughs> and oh, just like man. without thing, he looks over back there and goes, he does that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And then, uh, and then so he asked him to take it, and he went on his way, and uh, we had to go back to the uh, station and report it that I had gotten to an accident. And sure. I was waiting in the hallway, and inside the office was my training officer. They're the senior motor officer and my sergeant. The door was closed. All I could hear was extreme laughing going on. <laughs> <laughs> going on look what the fng did <laughs> oh my god exactly right right That's so every one. time i tell that story uh everyone seems to get a big old chuckle out yeah. of it so but. rory is a human being yeah well, thank god your partner said he does that all the time you know kind of uh saying something about it happening before or often how many how many accidents were you in before that uh, I guess the other time was actually in motor school, and we had just At passed. At school? <laughs> I know. We had just passed uh, completing the testing process, and so as a right to passage, they let us drive from this back route to 
the San Diego Aero Division Station. Mm. And there's this path that kind of leads from the Qualcomm Stadium where we did that training to yeah. the Aero Division. And we were in like the long conga line, and I was the second to last guy mm -hmm. in the long line. And my partner, who I went to the motor school with, Officer Ken Serpan, he was behind me. And so as I was getting close, I noticed these officers kind of like bobbing from side to side. And I'm like, hey, what the heck's going on here? Mm -hmm. But by the time I got there, there was this metal pole right in the middle of the street. What? what? So then I said to myself, well, they taught us in the academy, <laughs> get away from me by Jump as far as you can away and let the bike take the impact, and you could just come to a nice slide. So I did that, and next thing you know, my motorcycle just center punched the metal pole. Oh! And uh, in the meantime, my partner behind me sees me flying off the motorcycle, <laughs> and then when he saw me okay and dusting myself off, he had the last, loudest laugh and chuckling he could ever <laughs> heard. So anyway, we finally oh, made it no. back to the uh, Aero Division of San Diego PD, and word had gotten back that we had had an accident on the way from back there and all i heard was uh number 13 which happened to be my number in the <laughs> motor school yeah come here so i came over there and <laughs> thought i would be yelled and screamed at and first thing out of the mouse goes are you okay <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure and i said sure but my pride was hurt because i and it, the cop scoot was fine it didn't care right right because it was meant for training it, purposes anyway so they knew that it was gonna take a lot of abuse and everything because right you know so got the heck beat out of yes it. but i was just embarrassed and you know but <laughs> they said all i care about is you're okay sure sure so, sure man on the parade back from the, the yeah, academy <laughs> yeah how uh I think that lead to how many times did you have to admit to being ten seven, maybe leaving your scoot on too long with the lights flashing. I think after about a half an hour, you know, the batteries would go dead and you wouldn't be able to start it, right? If you were on the side of the road doing something with your blinkers on, your hazards on. Yeah, but I didn't, you know, stay on the side too long with it on. Sure. Um, once I had the violator stopped i in turn you know turned it off because there's no need to have it on anymore uh, so that might be more of like a highway patrol thing i know right. some of the highway patrol guys have told me that's the worst calling hey i need to jump you know oh. <laughs> 10 7 on side i'm busted down on side of the, i got a bad battery on the side of the right. road you uh -huh. know right that'd be that would be a little embarrassing well the other side of the coin too is when you have that caution light or whatever it tends to have people focus that and they start heading towards right. your bike so right. they dead tell reckoning. us Oh, right really? so they tell us to turn it off as soon as possible once you have the violator stopped and you know and so that's what i pretty much did violator your new friends you're just out making friends all the yeah. time yeah <laughs> that's pretty cool that's really cool so what? did you carry a separate i know a lot of the from what i could tell a lot of the scoots had the separate um speedometer so you could you could clock how fast you mean the radar gun no, like a set, it had like a third speedometer. Well, you had your speedometer, your RPM gauge, and then it had a third speedometer. You, you never had one of no, these? No, so didn't. Oh, okay. I had heard about those. I, I just want to talk about KZ-1000. Okay. I'm sure people are excited about your okay. enforcement stories, but I, I get excited about the KZ-1000s. <laughs> um, most people like myself who are fans of KZ-1000s, I might have almost every season of chips yeah. over there <laughs> under my little television set so was chips what inspired you to get into moto no uh <laughs> no. <laughs> i know it was a good show you yeah. just like punch uh, <laughs> you know you kind of I mean, that punch thing obviously you know i mean in the show they got the chicks and you know they look good on their bikes and uh to be quite honest with you i just thought that i wanted to be a well-rounded officer so i wanted to try different aspects of uh you know you know traffic and um you know knowing narcotics and yeah. you know so i just didn't want to just be focused on just one area so so after yeah. moto you got into the aero division i was a helicopter yeah. observer and yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's like chopper to the max yeah. flying over. <laughs> two choppers <laughs> i know right <laughs> i went from those choppers to these real choppers <laughs> yeah <laughs> cruising through yeah. the air making noise so you got to fly the ghetto bird we had to uh be trained in that aspect just in case if the uh, pilot got incapacitated sure uh so i had to be able to learn how to fly to just to bring it down to a safe conclusion um so yes did you ever have to serve in like just a boring cruiser old ford 
Uh, I first, I mean, as far as uh, just a car, just a cop right, car. Right. I first started in the Malibu. Oh, cool. Right. And then, of course, if you were a good driver, we end up getting the uh, Chryslers, which oh, we hated. Oh, because, really? Yes, because they were great as far as comfort and luxury and the air conditions work fantastic. But as far as maneuverability and we would have to call Bracket Airfield every time we wanted to make a turn because it was also a <laughs> wide turn, you know. I've seen Dukes so, and Hazard. I, I've seen how those. But, those. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so it was like a, what did I do today? And I don't deserve driving a Chrysler shirt. Because, <laughs> <laughs> right. you know, back then the uh, small or short um, Chevy Malibu was you could do a three-point turn or a two-point turn if you did it fast enough. Yeah. Um, and then all of a sudden we changed into the Impalas and right, right. You know, Caprices. You ever, and, right. Yeah. Did right. you ever have to do the Rockford move? Do you know what that is? I've did, never heard of that. No. The, no. Old, the old TV show, The Rockford Files, like at least once per episode they did that move where they would be going really fast backwards like chasing somebody and then they would like whip the car around so it would spin around and then they'd be going forward again so it was like the perpetrator was behind him they're like they would be like look back and then they would they would spin the car around so that they were facing the guy again so it was called the rockford it's like follow your eyesight like dead wrecked look where you want to go and turn the flip the car around there's something about like the stunt of going backwards and then just being able to spin the car back around and keep rolling that direction well, in all honesty, I had a hard time going straight. <laughs> so that's why I switched to motor. Yeah, that's cool. And then eventually, you know, yeah. in the air. Well, I thought maybe we could get a little personal and in your service to us as a moto officer, maybe you could tell us about your worst call. I suspect uh, you've had some pretty bad ones. So I would say that it had to do with um, one that I actually personally investigated was I. Early morning, uh, about 7 o'clock in the morning, I started my shift, and then we had the sad uh, news where some lady had got center-punched by an eastbound uh, Union Pacific train. And uh, so to make myself available, I had asked the officers who were just now coming off graveyard and was about to get off at 7 o'clock in the morning if... They didn't want to handle it. I'll be more than happy to handle it. So, in regards to that aspect, once I did the investigation, I found out that she was a mother of two twin girls, mm-hmm. and uh, she had just got off of work, and uh, so she was on she was on her way home, and uh, she noticed the crossing arm down. She noticed a train that was uh, disabled on the track, so she thought that was the reason why the arms are down. So she went around them. And then she didn't count on seeing the eastbound train right. going by and then center punching the car and threw her 200 something feet in the air and wow. she died instantly. Um, I would say that's got to be one of the saddest things that, besides, right. you know, seeing um, you know, other death. Uh, so, but the other one I felt sad about is when I had to investigate a seven year old boy who was at home and he was skateboarding down his driveway and, uh, he was kneeling on a skateboard and he rolled into the middle of the street, but because of his size, you know, the driver who was driving down the street didn't see him because of sort of the right. low profile and then she center punched him. And mm. so it's just kind of hard to show up and you have a mother screaming and trying to, you know, resuscitate yeah. her son. And I had to, you know, try to see if I can his help, but it was obvious to me that uh, the baby right. had or child had died. And, so that's the gotta be the worst feeling is telling yeah. a loved one or you know that somebody died. Yeah. So well, wh- there had to be some times that uh, you know you made it all worth it. Can you think of any any moments that you just felt like the hero? You felt like the the guy that that really deserves to ride that motorcycle and be seen as that symbol of of law enforcement and the good the you know to serve and to protect do you do you remember any moments that like you should have been you know the uh the Ponch guy in the john. parade <laughs> Ponch and john yeah Heck yeah well i can honestly say that uh you know if as long as i knew i was out there trying to save lives and uh you know they respected me and i respected them back and they had the you know the wherewithal to say, hey, you know, officer, you got me, 
uh, I was doing this and I was doing that. And I in turn said, okay, for being so respectful, I was going to set them free. And then he kind of like did a double take, you know, I can't believe you're giving me a break. And I said, well, the reason I'm doing that because you were honest to me, respectful to me. So therefore I'm going to be respectful of you back and just please slow it down and then right. uh, have a nice day. And I sent them on their merry way. You know, I mean, I personally didn't like, um, to give tickets to everybody, but there was a reason and need for us to do that to help, you know, cause people to remember that hey, mm-hmm. if you don't do this, right. you can end up dead. Right. So, as far as as far as that's concerned, that was my happiest thing is just to let people know that we all sometimes have a vapor locks, you know, and yeah. we have to kind of oh okay, I've been driving for five, ten years, and I haven't got a ticket. Now you made me realize that oh. If yeah. I was distracted or I wasn't thinking correctly or had other things in my mind. And so I just wanted them to say, hey, listen, that's mm. our job is to make sure you get home safe. Well, can we can we put the rumors to shame? Do you have a quota when filling out tickets? Like, do you have to turn in a certain well, first amount? First of all, because uh, I hear let me that just say the, the official word. Quotas <laughs> are illegal. Mm-hmm. And so because of that, uh, our sergeant was saying that we don't have what's called quotas. We have what's called an enforcement tolerance. And he says, well, you guys work 10 hours a day, and it's kind of sad that you guys can't at least get one ticket per hour. Hmm. So they're like, say, if you get 10 tickets, the least you can show that you're serving the city that you're working for. Hmm. And uh, But there are times, especially in the city of Pomona, it's so busy that we don't get a chance to write yeah. that kind of tickets. And we're always responding to other calls, you know, shootings, stabbings, and hmm. You know, that would just happen to be the, you know. There, so this, so this other tickets like a receipt to show you're doing your job, basically. Correct, correct. Okay. I mean, I mean if, like I said, I don't like writing a lot of tickets, mm-hmm. so I like to look good, drive around yeah. in the KZ-1000 <laughs> and say, hey, yeah. how you doing, how you doing? But yeah, you like to you got to once in a while of saying, hey, listen, here's a ticket. I know I'm doing my job. Right. <laughs> so, right. but, uh Yeah. How was, I'm going to share an experience when I first got my first cop bike, which is the one I kind of wrote around the book now known as a cop shop. But when I first got it, it was fully dressed. And so I thought, well, this is kind of cool and I'm going to get to know this bike and cruise it around. So I would, well, I'd get behind a driver and it took them maybe 15 or 20 seconds to realize they thought they had an actual cop behind them and they'd slam on the brakes. (laughs) I was lucky not to have that happen to me. <laughs> it happened to me all day long. I have no idea what, yeah. yeah. Maybe because I had the red and blue strobes on my bike. Oh, yeah, and, I didn't uh, have that. Just yeah. the red and yellows. Yeah. <laughs> and they, they work pretty so, well, you know, yeah. the red and yellows. I had yeah. them for a long time. I just took them off about a year ago. But. Yeah, it makes a big difference when you have uh, your police uniform on, your yeah. police helmet on, and driving the... KZ one thousand, all dressed up like you said, with the saddlebags on the side, you know. Yeah. And you driving around and enjoying the nice, cool summer day, right. or spring day, and right. You go, this is, I can, I can do this. <laughs> all that power beneath. <laughs> exactly. You. Cranking. You know, that's right. Eight hundred I... pounds of fear horsepower. <laughs> right. 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 See, I'm telling you, they're pretty righteous machines. <laughs> that's right. They're quick and agile. Was yeah. it like in the in the show where you'd all line up, there'd be like 20 moto officers, and you'd all start your scoots at the same time and then all take off an order at the same time and go different directions? Uh, you know, like we did that on usually um, special occasions during parades or mm. unfortunately during uh, funerals. No, sure. Um, Unfortunately. But, you know, during my uh, training aspect of two is on the KZ-1000, we have the what's called the footboards. Right. And uh, guys were trying to impress them to see how far they can lean that bikes over. Get so, them to scrape. Yeah, get them to, like, scrape and cause the sparks. Well, <laughs> since I was so close to crashing so many times, that's came natural to me. So everyone <laughs> was saying, oh, my God, you're just beautiful and like yeah look at me that's my only thing i could do really good that's <laughs> <laughs> great but they're sparky yeah <laughs> <It's great. laughs> so you guys weren't popping wheelies or standing on your seats or, no <laughs> yeah 
I reckon that antenna behind you would probably really hurt if you right, hit it from standing right. on the seat falling <laughs> off. <laughs> off. Those antennas got pretty big. Yeah, no, mine had the boxes, all the antenna. It had right. everything when I yeah. first got it. I got a great picture of my little dude. He's probably five or six years old sitting on it, you know, mm. just soaking it up. Uh, it was definitely, but I just, boy, after four or five times of being out with it fully dressed, I just couldn't handle people. Yeah. stopping in front of me you'd be you know people would be doing maybe they'd be doing 45 and a 40 and after 10 or 15 seconds right when you get in the groove of oh this is what traffic's moving they just slam on their brakes thinking uh-huh. i was a moto officer and i dress like a rent-a-cop for a living anyway i wear a blue collar so uh-huh. i have a feeling that might have thrown them for a loop <laughs> yeah well i'm happy and that didn't happen to me because I'm sure if they did that to me, the next thing you'll be seeing is the red the and blue red light. <laughs> you, don't, you don't need another reason to crash on the motorcycle, yeah. huh? I don't know. Maybe I tailgate too much. Maybe that's my problem. Maybe I just tailgate a little. I don't know. Whatever. Mm. Splitting lanes or sharing lanes. How was that back in your day? I myself uh, didn't like it, um, me personally, because I always right. thought it was dangerous. Oh, yeah. Because it's not that I wasn't sure about my talent but i was always afraid about somebody else who didn't see me especially being in that blind spot so i try not to do it as much as possible yeah okay Uh, okay but uh, especially when the traffic's very very slow and you know i guess that'd be okay because you're not going too too fast and the person pulling over from side to side ain't going that fast yeah yeah but uh, as far as you know personal preference i i personally don't like doing that i don't you know, cite anybody for doing it. I mean, that's right. You know, California. That's Pomona. their decision to do that, and yeah. you know, unfortunately, you got to deal with consequences anytime you do something like that. I mean, hey, <laughs> <laughs> how um, you mentioned earlier, Interstate Ten. You were mostly on the streets then, correct? In the city, so but Interstate Ten. Did you ever refer to it as the Santa Monica, like they do in Chips? <laughs> no, no. I, I would always uh, call it by the number, which would be the ten freeway. I always thought that'd be easier, but I reckon in the late seventies, early eighties, it was the Santa Bob, Monica. That's Hollywood. Okay, yeah. I know. Well, my yeah. dad called it the Santa Monica or the San Bernardino, or uh, you know, they just had because he watched Chips. Oh, that's probably <laughs> it. I thought it was because he, he was a peddler in L.A. and my dad was, you know, peddled sales uh for his uh engineering programmable control all over okay you know, i was Southern gonna say California. finish that statement because it yeah. sounds like you're gonna go a different direction oh, with the yeah, story no, no he was like very you much know we have a cop here right peddling <laughs> <Right, right. laughs> uh no my dad yeah. was a suit dweeb and he uh would get behind his big caprice classic and cruise all over the so he'd take me with him so that's how i learned to read a thomas guide right. you know mm-hmm. maps whatever and traffic and, for you youngins a thomas guide is yeah, a right. map it is pre-google maps right it's a piece of paper a book with these you know numbers on it you know turn to this page with different cities Mm -hmm. la county yeah page r13 right there was one that was la and orange county and then another thomas guide that was san Bernardino riverside yeah okay i still got them do you they're here yeah i found them the other day from 87 or something like that <laughs> we got we got one at, at the uh a you know just uh just in case you know we don't have reception on our phone or something like that we have a big oh. book that we keep in our our backpacks that we keep in the truck you know in case we get a bug out you know basically a bug yeah. out bag with <laughs> all the stuff if if something happens earthquake we just jump in the truck and we got stuff for three yeah. days and one of them is a map nice. i recommend everybody have a bug out yeah. bag in their car or vehicle I don't know how that would fit on a motorcycle, though. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna get a little personal. I'm gonna tell you, you know, the other day we mm-hmm. all went to Tucson for the book festival. Oh yeah. And uh, I, that was I remember I jumped out of the shower and you know we're getting ready to go to bed and so there's Annette laying on the bed and she actually had her her she's got a Randall McNally I think it's called Randy McNally. Anyways, mm-hmm. she's got that on the bed and she's re- it was quite enjoyable to see. That's the, for the United clothing. States, correct? Right, right, right. And she's literally pouring over maps of the state of Arizona, southern Arizona so yeah. she could see where we were and where yeah. she wanted to go the next day. Now, were day. these current maps? Because you oh, might yeah. take a wrong turn and drive <laughs> off a Grand Canyon if you don't <laughs> right. have the correct map. <laughs> uh, yeah, she buys a new one every year. <laughs> okay, so that's good. I'm just, everybody has their own thing, but that was quite exciting for me. She must be old school. She's pretty, yeah. she's pretty good yeah. like that. Yeah, she's cool. She's got a big orange bike. What kind of bike is that? Oh, yeah. It's a Harley uh, Bagger. 
Uh, it's as wide as a car. <laughs> uh, yeah, four four feet four inches. It's a wow. lot. It's a little wider than the KZ, but the same wide as my Goldwing. You right. know, it takes a minute to. And I've learned if I can maneuver it through it, she may or may not be able to maneuver to it through it. You know, she. Mm-hmm. Her bike's pretty wide, but we, you know, being on the highway, right. we get to split lanes all the time, and I don't ever worry mm-hmm. too much about, you know, as long as we're all nice. And sometimes mm-hmm. you get stuck or you get caught, but mm-hmm. I never haul butt. I just kind of hop along in second gear. Mm-hmm. So, next question: How many coffee cup holders did you have on your KZ one thousand? Unfortunately, I didn't have my bike uh, dressed up like that because I wasn't one of those who wanted every single luxury. Like my buddy Ken Serpan, who had every single nice. nice We're picking uh, on Ken. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to defend himself. Well, in so. the academy, we went together, and I was the taller of the two. So in the academy, they would call us the Yogi and Boo Boo. Nice. Yeah. nice. So here come Yogi and Boo Boo. <laughs> nice. So yeah, we go way back, and uh, yeah, have some fine memories, and you know. Well, I've only got three coffee cup holders on my KZ one thousand, oh. so I, I'm doing and a, and a cigarette lighter and oh. an ashtray. Yeah. So I, I would think so. Rory wouldn't have a coffee cup holder, maybe a holster or something for the nine millimeter. Did have, you have, did I, you have a shotgun on your your bike too? We did. Wow. Really? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Like yeah. a Terminator. We had a uh, bracket for our uh, nightstick, mm-hmm. and then we also had uh, mounted it on there as a shotgun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Uh, and then uh, later towards the area, we ended up carrying uh, um, the AR-15s. Right. Oh, was so. that after the uh, the Hollywood shootout? Correct. Yeah, oh, okay, that changed right. a lot of things. So. Yeah, yeah. They had to dress the bike um, to you know our threat level. Yeah, you so. had a Gatling gun on the front, so you could just you know what we were thinking about those things. I mean, you never know. Really? Yeah, but uh, I think a lot of departments. So I'm left-handed, so I looked it up, but they would some departments were still. Uh, you know, paying moto officers who were left-handed a little extra stipend, thinking you could shoot and ride at the same time. <laughs> oh, did you I ever said, have to do that? <laughs> no, no, not like in real life. So, but did no. they have a target range where you had to ride the motorcycle? And well, to be honest with you, they had one in Huntington Beach mm. where we had to go through it, and they told us how to do uh, effective traffic stops on it. And when we came there, rather than position our bike straight behind the violator, we would turn our bike in a you know, right. slight thing so that we use our bike as part of the barricade like in the case we ever got in the yeah. shooting. Okay. And then they also taught us techniques that if you had your lights on and rotators on like that to immediately get away from the bike because everyone's going to be focusing on the bike. Right. And not only that, if you position yourself on the side, they won't even see you because the lights are so bright. Right, right. So, I mean, they might say, okay, the cops are behind the bike, yeah. whereas you're off to the side, and so as they're shooting at you at the bike, where mm. they think you're at, you're shooting from a different angle and right. giving the, you know, so. Mm. Um, and also, they, they taught us a lot of, you know, uh, officer safety things. And yeah, so, yeah, very important. And then the area that we had it, they had it cordoned off. So it actually was a range. So we would actually shoot mm-hmm. from our bikes and then, you know, offset ourselves to, you know, show the advantages and disadvantages of, you know, Hmm. Um, so the tactic cover stuff. and yeah. i'm not gonna i should no i have so when i got my 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 motorbike i realized there was uh some filler in the back fender and as i cleaned out the filler it looks like a darn bullet hole oh. so i don't know if that was legit or not or if someone just no they drilled that in there when they sold you the bike because they wanted it to be so. yeah you want, they well, i measured it story. it's got to be like a little it's not a nine it's got to be a 40 cal so that's why i think mm. it's like legit but i mean wouldn't right. they just replace the fender instead of just mudding it over right you know that's what i would think so i, don't, I wrote about it in my book like i don't know he was of course i got to, a sticker on it now oh. he was trying to drill a hole to put another cup holder in there and that's the department said is. no you can't no, put it there can't. and they put some bondo on it to cover it up listen I'm, I'm gonna tell you for real I had Marietta PD uh, as part of sheriffs, but those guys rolled up, and a few of them had cup holders on their moto patrol. <laughs> you were into cup holders. I went, hey, look at those cup holders. They go, oh, yeah, no, we saw yours several months ago, because most of my scoots have cup holders, and I oh. park where those guys would, you know. And So they all ran out. and I remember telling them one a while back, where, I, and it's just a bicycle right. cup holder. Uh, anyways, good for them, you know, cruising down the freaking road with a cup holder. Hmm. <laughs> 
Uh, you know, whatever works. It worked for me. Of course, then I'd have to use the bathroom at every donut stop, too. So Yeah. Or wherever you guys might stop. Well, you had to personalize your bike, too, according to you want. And like I said, yeah. Ken did the same thing, you know, and... So did you put the little streamers on the handlebars? So well, you know, you fast, oh we like, had to do that during <laughs> training. But uh, yes. after you graduated, you get to take them off. So yeah, that, cool, you know, cool. Very take cool. the training wheels off, the streamers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love it. That's great. Your horn was a little uh, a bike. Bring, bring the little bell. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Yeah, they also during the training. They always called me the asphalt dog because I was on the ground more than I was on the bike. <laughs> the so I'm sure you did it gracefully, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're gonna learn, you gotta yeah. learn there. Yeah, you know, they always taught you that uh, when you fall off the bike, you know, make sure you get up and dust yourself off that you're okay. And I did that a lot, so I knew that by heart. <laughs> right. Did you have a tan uniform so they wouldn't notice if you were like all dirty from <laughs> uh, taking no. a spill? No, we had the blue. The blue. Oh boy. Yeah. But well, it, it hit the t- tear marks. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Well, you have a lot of stories, and I think you have a lot of good advice, which is uh, what I'm going to mine from you right now. And, um, you know, part of the theme of this podcast is uh, it's, it's, it is for everybody, but a lot of it is geared towards uh, the adventure seeker that has never ridden motorcycle and doesn't know how to go about it, doesn't know who to talk to, doesn't have a lot of knowledge, but they want to try it, right? So... Uh, with that theme, you know, we, we want to present you here as, you know, a police officer and that you're a good guy and it's worth having a good relationship with, you know, the police because they are there to preserve our liberty to working on your tax dollars, right? (laughs) They're there to protect you so that you can enjoy the road if, if you so want to do so. So, you know what, with, with all this, this knowledge that you have from all the years writing, uh, what kind of advice would you give from one motorcycle rider to a new or novice motorcycle rider? Is there anything that you would tell them in the beginning? I would say that you would buy the bike to enjoy the roadway and to have fun. So if you rode the bike with that purpose in mind to go out there and uh, have fun and be safe on the bike, as far as where I'm coming from, you would be okay is when you carry the bike beyond its limits and you started acting crazy and started doing some crazy things yeah. where you're going to put your life in danger and other people on the roadway in danger and that's when we're going to have to you know say have a little disagreement with that right. other than that if you go in there with the fine thing that i'm going to go out and cruise and do a nice little jaunt here uh, 300 yeah. miles or whatever it is enjoy the sunshine and yeah. you know hey that, that's what it was purposely for yeah uh, but you were out there to act crazy and cut people off and yeah. you know, do something that you're not supposed to do then that's when i'm sure that as a motor officer i would say hey that's not cool yeah then you'll have to press hard three copies on the citation <laughs> 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 when you sign your john yeah. hancock congratulations <laughs> you've been caught <laughs> that's funny yeah well i think you're right um and uh Obviously, there's classes and there's, I mean, you guys are just above and beyond in your moto training. You get just a ton of uh, extra training uh, in, in everything that you do, which is great. I actually went to an event several months ago and uh, it was Anaheim PD was putting it on and they got together with, I think it was Lifestyle Cycles. They were putting it on as well. But anyways, it was great safety exercises yeah safe thank you yeah. and i don't they called it something else but same idea the funniest part of course was the two law enforcement officers who uh volunteered to ride bicycles around after one beer then after two beers and after three beers and, these, <laughs> these guys are, and of course they got their helmets on and they're trying to ride bicycles and it's great to watch them do this little course you know <laughs> that was the funnest but and that and and I think that is where it really reaches out. And it was great to see. I picked an exercise or two, but everything was pretty. Look, I, I was fortunate enough to kind of know what everything was, so I did pretty well. But it was great to see one guy go through and hit eight out of the twelve cones, <laughs> and then by the fourth or fifth time, he's totally getting it. You know, the, right. all the moto officers were there working with him. Right. So that was pretty exciting, and it was hard bank turns, or you know, posi clutch, or. You know, doing the circle to stop everything. Uh, that is circle of, of you know, clutch, front brake, rear brake, down just small circle and the large circle. Right, right, right. Oh. Yeah, it was a lot of fun, and I think some people 
can be a, I always like to say we came home from the hospital in cars not on motorcycles right. if we came home from the hospital on motorcycles they'd be a lot more familiar to us right what was shocking to me is that you know I always thought that we would just hop on the motorcycle and then drive the normal speed and stop and then make your right and left turn or whatever but in motor school um, most of our maneuvers were very slow speed through the yeah. patterns and the whole emphasis was to make sure that you were in total control of the motorcycle, that you knew the ins and outs of the motorcycle, uh, what you can and cannot do in the motorcycle, and, you know, giving you tips saying, like, you know, if you turn your head to the side, wherever you're looking at, that's where you're going to end up going that's down. That's where you're going to go. Yeah. So, and then when you took the small um, cone pattern, you know, at first they're trying to see you, trying to maneuver the, the thing, and then... Later on, they kind of felt sorry for you, and they got comfortable with you. So the instructors would tell you, get off your motorcycle, and they said, do this with me. We're going to walk this small cone pattern. Nice. So as you're walking through it, and it says, okay, first of all, this is just an illusion. Pretend this small cone uh, circle is a star. So when you go through the first one, you're not looking at the next cone. You're looking at the one behind it. Because by the time you get to that second cone, it's too late. So you just zigzag your motorcycle like a star and you'll make it through the cone pattern right you're looking way ahead exactly way Way ahead ahead. so i felt that very like um, comforting Uh, then when you accomplish the goal you know your small cone pattern your large cone pattern and then you do uh your 40 mile an hour decel right and then you do the um L-shape, you come down this little thing, and then you will say, okay, left or right, and at the last minute, you got to turn your bike lock right. or lock. You know, right. So you have, and it's all a bunch of uh, confidence builder t- to make sure Big that time. you can handle the motorcycle. And uh, that's when you really know that the KZ-1000 was a machine built for mm-hmm. ruggedness and uh, <laughs> power saying. and agility. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, you know, then when we had fun, we would go off onto like a little creek beds and all stuff and then we'll go up dirt trails and to show nice. you that you can do anything you put your mind to number one and then you had the confidence in the motor school to do you know a lot of stuff so <laughs> but once again even though that i from time to time crashed even <laughs> in the dirt <laughs> in the right? street yeah you know, there was one where we did a figure eight and an incline of course i fell down and then once you drop the bike they wanted to position your bike so that you'd be able to pick it up safely because right. a bike's like 800 pounds. So mm-hmm. there's a, if you don't do it right, you can hurt your back. Yeah, but right. if you do it, any person can do it by, you know. Hmm. So they teach all those things in motor school. And then uh, so you look at them, okay, now I have an understanding why you do what you do. Hmm. Right, right. <clears throat> well, I think I'm really glad you brought up aiming high. I know when we walk down the street, we don't look at our shoes. But then if we're driving a car or riding a motorcycle, we tend to look at where we are instead of looking right. way ahead. I love that one. Um, and I, I always do my best to bestow that upon people. And I've had other people watch me, too, where I'll spend three or four seconds waiting for the bike to lean over enough so I can make the turn. And they're right. going, why, why are you doing that so slowly? Well, the bike's in a groove. It's going to get you just got to right. be patient. Right. And eventually the bike's going to get to where you want it to get working with the machine to, right. to do what you want it to do, you know. And I think that always trips people out. So if you can, you don't look at your shoes when you walk. So don't look at your, where do. your motorcycle is. <laughs> no. Well, I'm, you just have total confidence in your riding ability. Right. And uh, I've been very fortunate. Like I said, it's not the other motorcycle drivers you have to be scared of. It's the other people who don't see you. Right. Because it's so small. And uh, that's why, I mean, I was glad that I was able to do it. But uh, I wouldn't do it anymore. <laughs> right? It's, you don't you don't own a motorcycle these days. No. There's no pleasure riding going on. No, no, no. I've got some extra KZ one thousands in the backyard. You know, you uh, <laughs> brought back nice some good memories That's when cool. you gave me a tour of your backyard. That's and cool. <laughs> I saw this thing and I just instantly went did a flashback to her back yeah. in the day. I'm like, oh, okay. I can it, smell this and I can feel this and then right. I said, Oh my gosh, it's just like being there. You know, it's so, great when those quad jugs are just sticking out of yeah, the frame, ready to go. Yeah. And I saw those kid blades on the ground. I go, oh, baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, And I leave those on because it's wonderful to have a few positions to put your yeah, feet. Yeah, and they're know. so comfortable to ride. I mean, you oh, can yeah. put your uh, entire foot on that little well, you know, plate. Yeah. And then I like the fact there was one down, four back, you know. So, yeah. Uh, 
K-I-S-S. Yeah. Although you can't, that's probably the only front and back shifter I've ever ridden on where you can't pop your toe under the front. You know, you got to use right. your heel no matter exactly. what. Exactly. Exactly. So and I took a, you know, like I said, I had a Honda 350 when I first started and then I kind of got a little okay, like that cool. at first. Cool. And then, uh, when the department had some openings for motor school and I said, Hey, I can do that. I had a motorcycle once. <laughs> right. Cool. Uh, but it was a whole different animal being, you know, like I said, street riding or pleasure riding versus police riding. And then, uh, so everything's about safety, uh, for the officer. And then number two is our job going out to make sure our people are safe. You know, and they try to put us in the best uh, equipment possible at the time was a KZ 1000. I mean, right. Right. I mean, I, for many years. Correct. I mean, I don't have the pleasure of writing other things, uh, you know, so, but I, I don't know, so. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Uh, all I know is that hey, KZ-1000 saved me, and <laughs> it made me feel good with a nice, you know, seat for your, you know, right. <laughs> backside. I have a big backside, so that right. perfect. <laughs> well, and I, I still use a stock seat on my right. chop. Yeah. I don't, you know, and uh, I did... I did cut a hole for my tailbone. I've got an extended tailbone, so I'm happy to tell. I cut the holes in my seat. <laughs> if you're ever looking across motorcycle, you'll see a, a hole in the seat. And, of course, it's just in the, you know, in the comfort or cushion material. It's not actually in the top of the leather. But that way my tailbone has somewhere to sit. And Don't lie. You have a vestigial tail. Nice. <laughs> uh, I do not. Not that I've seen. No. And he does party tricks with it. He can uh, hold a pencil and write his name with his butt. Are we going to start talking about party tricks? Because your wife's right there. We can talk about... <laughs> <laughs> Although her dad's here. We might keep it PG. Yeah. TMI uh, here. Yeah. yeah. He might with, withdraw his support of our marriage very yeah. fast. Yeah, Which, you know what? I, I got to tell a quick little person little story Please. second date with my now wife tracy nice. and Here we go. she says you know everything was going great and just out of nowhere she goes you better not screw me over my dad is a police officer nice. with oh. mona pd and that didn't scare me i said oh yeah you know what my dad was CYA, California Youth Authority, Chino <laughs> Prison, right? So my dad took care of the bad guys your dad put away That's on great. a daily basis. That's so it was kind of like my dad can beat up your dad kind of thing. <laughs> oh, you guys are hilarious. <laughs> you guys are hilarious. And, yeah. and now we're all here sitting at a table and just loving it. I'm, I'm really glad to have Rory as a oh. father-in-law. Thank you. Yeah. I do have one. I wouldn't mind. I've got one question. I've got another question. You've got I'm a kind of full of questions. Yeah. Well, Do you think, I mean, even though you're black on white and moto officer, people still wouldn't see you all the time. You're still riding very defensively. Yes. Um, like I said, that we're just trying to make sure that um, people get from point A to point B in a safe way. And, yeah. Uh, you know, be honest with you, traffic is one of the things that. You have to have the utmost confidence in somebody else that they will obey the rules because if not right. we have chaos on the roadway right you Anarchy. know exactly right yeah. so uh we're just there to make sure that hey if everyone does what they're supposed to do they can get home safely to their respective loved ones if not going to end up in an accident so yeah and you were still but people were still trying to bump into you they'd cut you off they wouldn't see you they'd... right i don't think they did that on purpose to right. be honest with exactly. you Thank i you. think that's because uh we're in a blind spot or everything or maybe they were distracted or had other right. things in their mind and so you know sometimes we had to pull them over and to say hey why did you do what they go oh i'm sorry i didn't see you and then you know once again they didn't do that purposely and then sure, so sure. to say hey just want to make sure that you know you got to concentrate on the roadway because not only you are here on the street i'm on the street and other people are street and everybody's trying to get home in a safe way to their loved ones mm. so it's, let's all you know yeah. all work together to accomplish our goal mm. and uh, everybody can you know have a nice happy life i like how That's you frame great. that you know and instead of the you know getting pulled over you know how fast you were going you know, you approach it like, hey, do you see all these other people, you know, on the roadway? You know, let's make sure they get home as well as you, you know, and, and be safe. We all get I to like share that. the road. Yeah, we all share the road. But, but unfortunately, you know, there's always that one or two on every asshole. single department. You can call them an asshole. <laughs> even, even us, brother and sister officers, we know that we have those on every single department. Yeah. But uh, the great majority of them, we're just human beings like everybody else. And mm -hmm. uh, we're just trying to do the job we best can we can best do 
and uh, you know, hey, if we can make you go home safe to your loved one, we've accomplished our goal. Yeah. Yeah. It is always amazing for me. I know I get to ride very defensively, and people, mostly newer riders, and this is why I'm bringing this up, newer riders will go, oh, my gosh, someone cut me off, or someone did this, or someone did that. So I've figured out about three times an hour someone will do something extremely dangerous in front of me, around me, where I have to be extremely defensive and make very evasive maneuvers, always know where my way out is, et cetera, et cetera, because that's just how people are they're not going to see me and i've boy i pulled into a parking lot once i remember and this woman just backed right out into me and i had to stop the motorcycle and luckily there was a hill so i could slam on the brakes and then start moving back because she was coming out and she stopped and she just jumped out of her suv just crying i'm so sorry ma'am it's okay i know you're not doing it on purpose you're just not oh my brother rides and my husband rides and shame on me and i so I mean, she and then she's holding on to me and just crying. Oh, oh ma'am, uh, <laughs> you know. So I think no, no matter what, it's it's okay. And I, sometimes as right. Americans, we really take offense when other people. That person tried to kill me. Right, well, right. It, it's you just got to be defensive. Right. And it's okay. Just pretend that you're that person. You yeah. Know, yeah. And everything will be okay, and you know. I mean, yeah. But then. Their attitude dictates that they come out yelling and screaming at you, then you know. Oh, that's yeah. yeah. So, well, but, it does uh, seem like if you're on a motorcycle, you have a different kind of attitude. Like, you know, people in a, in a car, they're in this bubble. Right. Protected. They're in their own world. So everybody, right. everybody is against them. Everybody is another, like, race car driver or something. So it's people sad. just get mad and shake their fists. Like, oh, yeah. you know, so throw up sad. their hands. The international sign of... What was that? I'm over here, you know. But on a motorcycle, you just like you know. It seems like you you just have a a, a clear vision of what everybody else is kind of yeah thinking and. Unfortunately, you get to see what everyone's doing inside their cars, really, and I judge them all too. (laughs) You know what I also do when you see on the roadway and the motorcycle riders when people do see them in rear view mirror and or side view mirror and they kind of pulled over to give them a wide berth and motorcycle will give them like a signature hey thank you kind of thing and thumbs up and all stuff or you know give them the signal so i kind of think that was kind of cool too you know what because you know yeah it takes a lot of thing for people to be conscious to do right and, and recognize that there are other people besides cars on the roadway now now speaking of recognizing cars or or police for that matter i i didn't know this until bob told me the other day but uh do you know about the code for if there's a police officer around between (laughs) motorcyclers have you ever heard of this no bob tell him (laughs) it's just a heads up oh so you tap on the helmet traffic hey there's a cop x amount of my whatever yeah so so if motorcyclers are going by they they hit the helmet. Yeah, and it's usually on the interstates, in and out of towns. Believe it or not, in other states, they really have what, you know, uh, gosh. Is that kind of like when people turn it off and off the headlights to let people know yeah. that there may be a speed yeah. trap or something to hit? Yeah, yeah. Yep, exactly. And, and you end up with all these little towns in, you know, yeah. states like Colorado. I mean, Colorado. Probably, <laughs> you know, and they've just got all these speed traps in towns. And right. I, I get it. I'm glad they're there. But holy heck, uh, you know, you're... Speed limit seventy, and then all of a sudden you see a sign that says thirty-five. You're like, "Well, wait a minute, what?" You know, yeah. or maybe mm-hmm. maybe the sign goes fifty-five, forty-five, thirty-five. The signs are ten feet apart, and you're really jamming on the brakes. And then there's law enforcement officer and his cruiser. Oh, holy heck! You know, yeah. you just can't slow down. Ah, those are all politics. So or yeah. tap the hood of your car. You've seen yeah. that sometimes. Oh, yeah, I've done that a few times. All <laughs> oh, the roof, yeah, the roof. Of the nah, car. it's something new I didn't know about. <laughs> I like to say I don't know everything, so I appreciate the information. (laughs) Well, I know I always work hard to wave at people. We've gotten real lucky in the last 10 years, I think, in California. It's gotten a lot better where people are happy to understand that motorcyclists do share the road, uh, at least in this state. Not so much in other states, that's for sure. I can tell you, Arizona just took off the books their law making it illegal to split lanes. So it's neither illegal or legal now to share lanes in Arizona. But it doesn't matter if public attitude is we don't want you sharing lanes, you know, it can be a bit of a problem. Right. So you got to be gracious. I just like to cruise along in second gear. Sometimes I'm posi clutching too, so I end up just waving a pinky at someone, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> 
That's all I can do. Oh, thanks. Here's my pinky. Or I've got a question. I'm raising my hand over here for all the people who cannot see. What is posi clutch? Oh, it's just I'm just burning the clutch a little with a little bit of throttle. I'll set the throttle like 1800, 2000 RPM, just a nice little, and then I can work off the clutch and what I'm doing if I gotta get in and out. I don't. What did they refer to it as in the academy? Uh, that I don't know. Just burning clutch a little. Yeah, just burning clutch a little to make sure I've got options. I gotta pull in the clutch and get all the power. I heard it a couple times and I was like, "Posi clutch." That's a cool word. I gotta know what it is so I can use it every day. Well, I know that on the Harley Davidson, they kind of like hit the throttle to let people know they're beside it because Harley Davidsons are Mm -hmm. loud, so it lets people. Oh, okay, you know. It does uh, take a few, but by then, what usually happens is the people turn and they give you your butt, and then they're the butt of their cars in your way instead of the whole car so it's, it's yeah. a lose <laughs> you know i just take my time and try to motor around you know when i'm in he- heavy rush hour traffic and i see those guys splitting traffic i'm like i'm jealous of you because you're moving along and i'm only go- going to crawl <laughs> <laughs> well rory you really should be okay with riding a motorcycle these days let's talk about why you're not you're really okay <laughs> not riding a- you don't ever feel the need to just Go to the auction, get an old KZ-1000. Well, to be totally honest with you, once in the great moon, I might have a lapse in judgment. Where nice. I feel like I might want to go on the open road, <laughs> especially when I hear my friends going on these long jaunts, you know, from the East Coast to the West Coast. and then Right, you got friends who are iron butters. Correct, nice. correct. The IBA, Iron <laughs> Butt Association. And then <laughs> I look up to see what's the latest you know, touring bike on the thing, and I see the new upcoming Gold Wings and mm. the BMWs and the Harley Davidsons, and I'm like, yeah, they're nice, but... No. It is the quickest way to Laughlin, Rory. I know. I, I know you the, like Laughlin. I know, you know, and I said, you know what? I think I looked okay riding on that nice oh, Highway yeah. 40, making my way to and from Laughlin. Oh, yeah. But, uh, you know, once again, you know, at least uh, if I was in the car and I just happened to take a little doze off, <laughs> the car would ding, 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 ding on the side road. But if I took a doze off the motorcycle i'll be You'll do asphalt forever. dog again <laughs> you go in the long sleep right, right. <laughs> there's no second chances and that's a good point too i don't know about you but anytime i remember riding a motorcycle i kind of feel like i'm sitting in a sauna it's so relaxing i have right. to be real careful to stay awake and that's right. a big i go into great detail about that in my book like that's why he's got all the coffee uh, uh, holders, see, you know, he's now got like I know why. Of coffee. Mm, he's not only a two fisted drinker, he's a four fisted drinker. Yeah. <laughs> that extra fuel tank in front of my scoot, yeah, that's not fuel. <laughs> it is fuel, it's just your fuel, yeah, not the, right. the gasoline fuel. fuel. Exactly, uh, no, nah, it's gasoline. Yeah. Uh, Caffeine, it's, it's a little suspicious looking, that's for sure. I, yeah, I've had a few. I did have a group of highway patrolmen here in Riverside, uh, they pulled off the highway with me once. And I was kind of moving a good click, just right here on the 91. And they pulled off. There's three of them. And I thought, oh, man, this isn't going to. And then they, when we all stopped, they go, what is that? I go, well, it's an old. They go, yeah, but what? why? Why? <laughs> <laughs> so I explained it. Well, this is just my chop. You know, this yeah. is, well, this is really cool. Like, you know, you and you got to, you know. So by that point, I, I mean, pulled over in a parking lot and. Anyways, they got to do the walk around. It was nice mm-hmm. to compare motorcycles. Mm-hmm. Whatever. They were nice guys. Were they uh, riding the Harleys? Oh, no. They had uh, two BMWs and one Kawasaki. This oh, was okay. many years ago. Yeah. Oh, okay. They had just gotten into... They had one old Kawasaki. I think it mm-hmm. boy, it had 56,000 miles on it. I mean, it was up there for... Mm-hmm. At 60,000, I think most of the departments got rid of them, right? Mm-hmm. How many miles did yours have? Well, we try to replace our motorcycles... After about seventy five thousand miles, just like oh, the patrol okay. cars, okay, sure. Because we take really good care of the motorcycles, you know, we send it for everyone that ever maintenance due on them, all that stuff. And oh, right. And you uh, probably had like one bike that was yours. Correct. It wasn't the night crew. Correct. Okay. We had an assigned motorcycle, right? So we took care of it as like our own, you know, child. And then whenever the maintenance was due, um, because. I didn't get a chance to take my bike home because I lived too far away. Oh. They gave me an uh, actual shift, so I was able to, you know, spit polish that motorcycle, keep it nice and clean and tidy. Sweet. Look bitching on the motorcycle next to my big old uh, cow size uh, boots, you know. <laughs> 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 uh, that's great. Well, and I think um, when you did take it in for maintenance, if I remember from uh, the sitcom Chips, the maintenance guy, he got more chicks and 
Ponch and John did. So it was a maintenance guy the same. He wore the white lab coat. <laughs> well, we actually took to our parties. motorcycles to either Kavina, Kawasaki. Oh, okay, sure. Or Ontario, con- Kawasaki. Right, it was yeah. contracted. Out. Yeah. You didn't have the own, your own guy in no, the no. coat. I forget no. that guy's name, but... He was always going, hey, we're going to a party. Want to go to a party? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm too tired, whatever. <laughs> I got a date in my motorhome, whatever they had going on. But yeah. They didn't bring him in until the second season. He was just so cool. <laughs> the mechanic was the cool guy in the show. Yeah. That's all I'm trying to say. <laughs> you know, one of the funny things, too, when I ride along on my Kawasaki and somebody from a Harley Davidson pull alongside and say, hey, why don't you get yourself a real American motorcycle? <laughs> I would just shake my head and I says, well, there's more stuff on your Harley Davidson made in Japan than on my That's motorcycle. Right. That's right. He go, what do you mean there? I go, well, this bike was built in Nebraska. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And then when they found that out there, are you serious? Oh, yeah, it was a heart attack. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, so, they would chip in half the parts, but all the frames and everything. Exactly. So, wait, so Harleys are made in Japan, but Kawasaki's are made in America. Singapore, China, yeah. Japan. Yeah. That's it. Amen. See, so Harley's just an American name at the end of the day. World's coming right. to an end. Well, yeah. and I can see the welds on my old cop chops. I promise yeah. you, that was all done in America. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> all the framework. That's true. You know American craftsmanship. Yeah, right? I'm looking at it going, well, this. I think this bike was built on a Monday or a Friday. It's just not. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, yeah. it's, it's good fun, that's for yeah. sure. Well, we really have to thank you for all your years of service. Motor in, in the ghetto bird doing what you do thanks for being on the show too well, thanks thank for, you for inviting us. me yeah no this is it's great. been fun yeah well i'm excited to hear in the near future if you're hauling to laughlin on some new ratchet <laughs> scoot well brian will tell you yeah <laughs> my father-in-law's on the motorcycle <laughs> yeah that'd and, be cool and you did mention something earlier that I, i'd love to bring up and close with uh you know we I, I mentioned you know did anybody ever call you a pig when you were uh you know pulling anybody over and and you said something what was that well, back in the early days, uh, pig stood for pride, integrity, and guts. <laughs> so if you're now, old school, all the guys great. knew what the pig stood for. Okay. Well, I'm not recommending you call your neighborhood bike officer a pig. No, I'm that just would be saying bad. That, yeah. That'd be re- that's right up there with <laughs> all the women who would show you their mommy parts trying to get out of tickets. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> that's another show, isn't that's it? Right. <laughs> I gonna, bet you got enough stories to fill up a whole season. <laughs> Oh, that's yeah. great. No, thanks for being on. Thanks oh. for sharing stories. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, this has been the American Roadrunner Podcast. Mr. Rory as our guest, ex-moto officer. Again, you can find us on the social medias, Facebook, Instagram, American Roadrunner. Find us online, AmericanRoadRunnerTheBook.com. You can find this podcast online as well, AmericanRoadRunnerPodcast.com. Don't forget, if you're interested, there's about 101 different ways to buy my book. Feel free to walk into Barnes & Noble and order it. Otherwise, you can get it on Amazon. Of course, we got it in ebook off Amazon. Heck, we've even got it in Kobe format. So the book's everywhere. Enjoy the book as well, American Roadrunner. And don't forget to mention on our social media, keep up to date with uh, some of the stuff we're doing. We will be going to the Hippie Killer event. Hippie soon Killer Hoedown. We're excited. And that'll be a good We're going to have a double booth at that one. Yeah. Just what day is that? Around. And where is it at? Thanks for asking, Brian. That would be April 6th at the Lake Paris Fairgrounds. That's Paris, California, not Paris, France. Also, we're going to mention... The 14th, Sunday, April 14th, we're going to have the Bear Necessities Run. This is sponsored by Bait Local 27. This is a run where we get together and uh, gather up all the undergarments that the local Salvation Army needs for the year. Uh, Breen uh, unused, <laughs> unopened package <laughs> of undergarments. Can't say that enough. Unused. unused <laughs> that's right. Uh, whatever they may be. Uh, and the, uh, of course, we've got awards for the biggest panty droppers who are dropping off panties <laughs> at, uh, at the event. But that's going to be over at the American Legions Hall, Post 79, which is in Fairmont Park, right next to the tank on the lake here in Riverside. It's always a good time. Well, you know what? We need to call up Miss Kelsey Bowles, one of our old guests, because she has oh, yeah. like 17 thongs that she always rides with. She's right. got the most panties to drop off there. Yeah, that's. Mm. but they've got to be new. Maybe new. she's got some new ones. Yeah, Not I so hope much so. Some used ones. We always have a good time doing that uh, 
As uh, as I've mentioned before, I'm fortunate enough to serve uh, on the seat of presidency for Abate Local 27 here in Riverside, California. So we always have a good time doing that for the Salvation Army locally. Yeah, doing good for the community. Amen. All right, so we got to thank our sponsors, Ride One K in a Day. Dun, dun, dun. Also, Jake the Flying Dutchman Company. You can Jake. find them on Instagram at the Flying Dutchman Co. That's all one word. Also, check out Bowmonster.com. It's where you can find the artwork from the gentleman who did the cover to American Roadrunner, the book. And as always, our intro and exit music is by our favorite band, Meek. The song is Here We Are off the album Red Sprite Lightning. You all have a great day and a safe journey out there. Yep, be good humans. Ride fast and straight, rubber side down. Thanks again, Rory. You're welcome. Thank you for inviting me. <laughs>